Hello, my name's Florence. Welcome to the OBS pod. I'm an NHS obstetrician, hoping to share some thoughts and experiences about my working life. Perhaps you enjoy Call the Midwife, maybe birth fascinates you, or you're simply curious about what exactly an obstetrician is. You might be pregnant and preparing for birth. Perhaps you work in maternity and want to know what makes your obstetric colleagues tick, or you want some fresh ideas and inspiration. Whichever of these is the case, and for that matter, anyone else that's interested, the OBSPOD is for you. Episode 21. Lithotomy. Today I'm going to talk about lithotomy. Lithotomy position. What is it? Why do we use it? And what made me undertake something called the lithotomy challenge? Lithotomy comes from Greek. Removal of a stone from the bladder. From ancient times, when people had a stone in the bladder, they performed an operation through the perineum, so between the legs, to remove the stone. And this gave rise to the word lithotomy. Lith being stone and otomy usually being the word for removing something surgically. Lithotomy position is now most commonly used in maternity care. It's a supine position, so that means the woman is lying on her back with her hips flexed and her knees bent. So if you're thinking about what that means, it's having your legs up, usually in stirrups, and you see it quite a lot in television programs. It's not a very comfortable position, but it's a position that gives good access and view to the doctor, nurse or midwife who is examining the patient. So lithotomy position is commonly used for something like colposcopy, examining the cervix, or in surgery when we need to access the vagina or bladder, but has also become used in childbirth. But why is that? Think about being heavily pregnant. I sometimes felt like when I was very pregnant, it was very difficult to get up. You know, when a beetle has got flipped on its back onto its shell and the legs are waving around and it's trying to flip itself over, but it can't. Sometimes being heavily pregnant felt to me like that. So why, if you were heavily pregnant and you were in pain, and you were giving birth, would you want to be flat on your back with your legs in the air in a position that would be quite difficult to get into and certainly would be a position that one couldn't get out of without assistance? You wouldn't really. So why is it common practice for lithotomy to be used? Now I'm just going to clarify here for a moment because The use of the position varies from country to country. A lot of us are familiar with dramatic renditions of birth, perhaps in a Hollywood film or an American TV series, where always the heroine giving birth has her legs up in stirrups and usually has an epidural and is very much medicalised birth with assistance from a doctor. 
that can be how we end up seeing birth portrayed. Is that one of the reasons why women in Western countries often give birth in lithotomy? I'd love to say it wasn't true in the NHS, but one of the reasons I'm so concerned about lithotomy is that, yes, there's a time and a place for it. Yes, there is a time when actually we do need good access to the perineum, perhaps when we're stitching or if we're doing an assisted vaginal birth where we need to put on forceps or ventouses. In that situation, lithotomy is what we need. At this point in time, we don't have an alternative to it and perhaps that might come in the future. But at the moment, we do these procedures in lithotomy. What I'm talking about is women with unassisted vaginal birth. That is a woman who is birthing her baby herself with the assistance of midwives. It's quite shocking that in the CQC maternity survey, the national survey of women giving birth in England, consistently a large proportion of women are giving birth with their legs in stirrups. The latest survey in 2019 showed 24% of women with an unassisted vaginal birth gave birth in stirrups. Now I'm sure if you asked the women that gave birth beforehand, what position would you like to give birth in? They most definitely would not talk about having their legs in stirrups or lithotomy position. So why is it they end up there? Well, it's us. It's us as maternity staff. It's us as maternity practitioners. Perhaps not understanding what we're doing. If you look at the National Clinical Excellence Intrapartum Guideline, it talks about discouraging the woman from lying supine or semi-supine, so that is on her back, in the second stage of labour. That's the pushing phase. And encourage her to adopt any other position that she finds most comfortable. This recommendation dates back to 2007, so that's 13 years ago. So why 24% of women giving birth still in stirrups? There's clear evidence that women should be encouraged to move around and adopt whatever position they find most comfortable and that it may be more comfortable and easier, perhaps faster, to give birth in an upright position since gravity supports normal birth. And the guidance actually says that many women give birth lying down, a position more convenient for medical professionals. How can we justify that? The service isn't run for medical professionals. It's run for women. So I'd love to say that this is a new problem, but it's not. And this led me about five years ago to undertake what I called the lithotomy challenge. So at that point in time, Perhaps you remember there was something called the ice bucket challenge. The idea was you challenge someone to sit and have a bucket of ice thrown over them in aid of charity. They would then nominate the next person to have an ice bucket challenge. I was thinking about NHS change day and I'd seen a paediatrician be strapped to a spinal board and be carried around to see what that felt like, to experience what that might be like for some of his patients. I personally hadn't ever experienced lithotomy. As I explained in my motherhood episodes, I unfortunately had two emergency caesarean births. 
So I decided that I would undertake a lithotomy challenge. I decided to spend about an hour in lithotomy. And I chose this because sometimes women, when they give birth in lithotomy, are in that position, perhaps pushing for some time, an hour or two, and then perhaps having some stitching done. So I thought if I was giving birth to my baby, I might be in lithotomy for half an hour and then half an hour for stitching. So an hour would be a realistic attempt. The first thing you actually need when you're doing the lithotomy challenge is an assistant. It's almost impossible to get yourself into that position. You need someone to help you put your legs up. And in reality, what we do when we've put a woman's legs up is actually remove the end of the bed. So you feel a little bit precarious. Your bottom is on the edge of the bed. You are very exposed. For my challenge, I wore a pair of running shorts. But obviously, in reality, you would be naked. You would be on display. Incredibly vulnerable in a position in which you can't easily move. The stirrups were cold. I felt quite helpless. But initially, I felt reasonably comfortable. But I noticed people's behaviour changed. People thought it was quite amusing what I was doing and various midwives and doctors came in to have a look, have a bit of a giggle and it was really interesting how people started to talk across me and how I realised that I could see out through the door down the corridor and that that meant people coming up the corridor could see me. The importance of shutting the door and also using the curtain that we have inside the door to make sure that woman has privacy is paramount. As time started to wear on, I started to become more uncomfortable. Bear in mind I wasn't doing this with a hugely pregnant uterus and whilst I was having contractions. So if I was uncomfortable during that time anyway, imagine what that's like when you have both those things in addition. I wore a hospital gown which I found uncomfortable and I did have a baby's heartbeat monitor strapped to my tummy and a drip strapped to my arm to try and simulate what it would be like if I was in labour and was needing monitoring or intravenous fluids. One of the things I hadn't expected was the arrival of Kate. Kate was the then chair of our maternity voice partnership. She has since trained to become a midwife but at that time she was a doula. Kate came into the room and immediately came over to me and talked to me and asked me how I was feeling and started to massage my feet. She cared about me. She was interested in me and how I was feeling. Aside from the point I was trying to make, the lessons I was trying to learn, she was interested in how it was making me feel. And I wouldn't say before that I didn't think doulas had a place. Of course I do. But that moment she was totally focused on me and that felt very special. And it was like I suddenly got it. I understood what a doula might add to a woman's birth experience. It was very disempowering. And by the end of the hour, I was definitely ready to get my legs down and get up. I did manage to encourage some of my colleagues 
and medical students to follow suit. They didn't do an hour, but they did have a quick try. What did it feel like? Because I felt I'd learned a lot, I wrote a blog, which is in the notes from today's programme, so you can read a bit more detail about how I felt. Okay, so I mentioned I did that a few years ago. So, what's happened next? What was the point? Did I learn anything? Did anyone else learn anything? Did it change my practice? Well, it did in that I understand now, when a woman's in lithotomy, the importance of trying to cover her with some drapes, give her a bit of privacy, let her know who's going to be in the room and why, and make sure there aren't excessive people. It did in that an old habit used to be, if a woman needed suturing, that the midwives would perhaps get her ready, get her up into lithotomy position, get her legs up, and then come out and tell us as doctors, she's ready for you, she's ready for stitching, legs are up. Well, I don't do that anymore, and they don't do that for me anymore. I go into the room, and when I'm ready, that's when we get her in position. There's no way a woman should ever be left in that position for any longer than she absolutely has to be. I've subsequently done the challenge with various members of staff in my own unit. I've done it with our junior doctors and I've done it with student midwives. And although everyone has a bit of a giggle and at the time people are perhaps not keen, perhaps think they're not going to learn anything, when they get in that position, I can tell you it's almost like watching the penny drop I can see their faces change, how they feel and what they say about how it might influence them to use or not use that position in future. Some staff are understandably reluctant to do it. If you can't put yourself in that position in front of your colleagues, fully dressed in scrubs, then why would you put a woman naked in that position in front of a group of strangers? My favourite outcome of undertaking the lithotomy challenge is inspiring other people. There have been a number of other maternity units where midwives or obstetricians have followed suit and undertaken the lithotomy challenge. And this isn't about making a joke or belittling this position that women sometimes give birth in. It's about us learning and reflecting on what it feels like. And most of the units that have done it have sent me pictures and given me updates, but they've often made a mood board and people have reflected about how it's made them feel. Vulnerable, disempowered, uncomfortable, embarrassed, exposed. These are some of the words people have used. A fellow obstetrician in Leeds did it a few years later and also wrote a blog, which I've put in the notes of this programme. I love the fact that five years on, it crops up again and again. Midwives have used it for their quality improvement projects to try and get midwives to understand why women shouldn't be giving birth in that position. And only this week I received a message from someone asking me for a photograph because they're publishing an article about it. 
The funniest thing that's happened to me is being at a conference where I was introduced to someone and I was chatting about maternity experience and the work I did and my interest in women's experience of maternity care. And someone told me about this amazing obstetrician who'd done this lithotomy challenge that they'd seen online. It took me a moment or two for things to click, that actually things had come full circle and people were actually talking about me. So I don't have all the answers. And the CQC numbers are obviously disappointing that sometime since I started this challenge, still 24% of unassisted vaginal births are in stirrups. But I'm hoping that revisiting this in my podcast will inspire a few more of those lithotomy challenges, will hopefully make people think. So here goes for today's zesty bit. If you work in maternity, have you ever been in lithotomy? If not, take a second and try it out. If you work in a maternity unit, you have very easy access to a birthing bed. Remember as you do it, in your uniform or scrubs, that you would actually be naked too. And you may be in pain. And you'd have a very heavily pregnant uterus. It only takes a moment, but you do need another member of staff to try it out briefly. Reflect on it. Learn from it. Perhaps do it with a bunch of staff. Would you like to be like that? Would you like to be left like that? Would you like to be uncovered like that in a room full of strangers? And what alternative positions could you use to help the woman birth her baby? So take a moment to try lithotomy and discuss this podcast with other members of the team. And then when you are using lithotomy, if you really feel it's necessary, if you really have to, try and do things to make the woman feel less exposed. Minimise the time. Cover her up with drapes. Talk to her so that she doesn't feel like she's become an object and that people are not talking across her, but still seeing her as a human being. And what can you do if you're a pregnant woman? Well, as a pregnant woman, know the statistics, know the evidence, think about what positions you want to be in to give birth. And remember, some positions are quite difficult for us. In the 21st century, women perhaps with more sedentary lifestyles may not easily be able to squat. You may not have the strength to squat or adopt some of the upright positions that are perhaps more common in other countries for birthing babies. Think about what you can do to prepare for your birth and what pieces of equipment might help you. Perhaps the buoyancy of water will enable you to be more active in your labour. Try and work with your body. Work with the movements you instinctively want. Working with your body, not against it. And back to some of my earlier episodes, episode 10, for example, home birth. There's no way at a home birth you're going to be in lithotomy position. If you look at women birthing at home, they adopt all sorts of different positions. And there's no reason really why birthing in hospital should mean, just because we have the equipment, that you should be in lithotomy position. Think about the midwife-led unit 
and the labour ward, the obstetric unit, and how we could make them as similar as possible to birthing at home, if home birth isn't an option for you. So that's today's zesty bit. I've put links to the two blogs about lithotomy challenge in today's programme notes. And also, if you look up the hashtag lithotomy challenge on Twitter, you will find all sorts of ideas, pictures and inspiration if you want to set up your own lithotomy challenge or understand a bit more about what I've been talking about and why I feel it's so important. So I do hope you've enjoyed listening to the OBS pod. If you have, do like, subscribe or leave a review and join me again to explore more about the life of an NHS obstetrician. I'm finding it really exciting to have people listening and give me feedback about what they've found interesting. So please do recommend the OBS pod to other friends, colleagues or people who you think might find it interesting. I'd love it if you'd share with me what you've enjoyed about listening and if you've done anything differently as a result. I can be found on Twitter at FWMaternity and at the OBSPod. And please do check the MATEXP hashtag, hashtag M-A-T-E-X-P and the website matexp.org.uk for more information and ideas on how to improve women's experience of maternity care. Finally, I'd like to reassure you that I take confidentiality very seriously and although I'm talking about experiences from my working life, I'm taking great pains to make sure that I anonymise the stories and talk in more general terms so that I keep confidentiality of my women I currently care for and have cared for in the past very safe. Many thanks for listening.